0: Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed Play Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I don't know how you feel about having a clean house, but for me, it's the equivalent of having a clean mind. So, needless to say, right now, my mind is very messy. I have a four and a six year old, our house is very chaotic. When you have a new baby, it can be really challenging to keep your house tidy, even if you are a clean freak, particularly when it's a choice between sleep and tidying up. And it can be extra frustrating if the mess is made by someone else of a similar age, a.k.a. your partner. (laughs) Psychotherapist Ginny Lindsay is from the counselling service from two to three, and she helps couples and individuals manage their changed lifestyle once a baby comes along. Hi, Ginny. How are you?
1: Hi. Good. Wonderful to be here.
0: Look, we are often told to let go of having a tidy Mm. house, but sometimes you just feel so much better when you can see your lounge room floor, right? Totally.
1: Totally, (laughs) totally. I totally understand. And I think the thing is that no one, really, I mean, I don't mind parts of cleaning, but no one really loves the endless, relentless thing about cleaning. But I think we have to understand that it's it's like dealing with taxes or things that it's just unavoidable and you have to do it at some point. So it's how do we negotiate that? Because for some people having a clean house, it's hugely stress reducing, Yes, but then there's the balance of going too far that way and putting so much pressure on yourself and your partner to have that really clean house that then that causes a lot of friction in the relationship. So it's how do we find that balance? It is such a tricky balance. And it is an endless, it is a topic. It's actually people (laughs) will come in Really, and they will say this is one of the topics that really drives them mad, and it's like the little pebble in the shoe. Um, I had a couple that came in, and he would leave the tea bag in the sink, and as much as she asked for it to be removed, he wouldn't. Well, what was that about? Yeah, what and, was that about? And Jimmy? so we had to explore that. <laughs> And what and
0: and see that's the empty toilet roll for me.
1: Yes, or the toilet seat down up for some people, or the towel on the floor, and it's really people why they're not doing it needs to be understood. Some people will just go sure uh, if it it makes you happy, but other people will put their heels in and stick them in. Quite firmly. And then that needs to be understood that something
0: else is going on that they're not actually wanting to. Yeah, I think my husband does it on purpose. Yes. I think he's like, you would, I'd be perfect if I did this as well. So I'm just going to leave the toilet roll yeah. on so that I'm imperfect. I'm like, no, honey. <laughs> because i oh. it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because when uh, the baby is small yeah. and you're the one that's at home with the baby the whole yes. day, uh, and sometimes it's hard to get out, and you're stuck looking at the mess mm. um, but you're also super tired your mm. baby might be um, well I still can't explain why it was so hard to do things when yeah. you have a small baby but
1: it's impossible oh, there's I mean you think about it you've just finished feeding you're just then doing whatever and then it's feeding again yes I mean and you that's stand why up from the seat you sit you down sit again. down and the, the shower is at four o'clock or if you're lucky that day. So it is relentless. And I think one of the things is it's the question is how can we get others to pull out their weight and but also how can others be more empathetic or more considerate and mindful about the mess that they're leaving behind that obviously somebody else is going to have to pick up. Yes, that, that is spoken like a mother or so, a son. Exactly. <laughs> so it is that that dance between the two about... Um, Because it has to happen. I mean, we have to find that way of um, finding that harmony in a house because it is a point of tension.
0: Totally. Yeah. Um, So you were talking there about, I guess, having conversations about, I guess, expectations, right? Mm. What you expect of each other, what level you've got to find, what level of cleanliness you're happy with. I mean, we tend to get to a point where both my husband and I go, this is disgusting! (laughs) And then we just... You know, throw all the kids' toys in a heap. Yes, I my thing. This is my way to sanity. My way to sanity was to say the bedroom, my bedroom, our bedroom, my husband and my bedroom is the only room in the house that has to be completely tidy. I don't want any toys in there. I don't want any clothes on the floor in there. Yes, considering what I was like as a teenager. Yes, I've just got one room that
1: I can go to. The rest can be chaotic, and that's a compromise and a Mm. negotiation that that. Therefore, you can then breathe in the rest of the house, even though it's not as tidy as you'd like. Mm. And that's a way you've found that works for you. And I think that's the key, is that that's such a great way. Some people have a particular seat or a particular corner (laughs) in a room (laughs) where they say, that's my corner and they have their candle there, they have their rug there and their books and it's their sanctuary. So I think it's really important to understand a sanctuary is actually really uh, uh, important to be able to have an adult place that you can go to. I think the other thing around this is what are each other's strengths, for instance. So if one is really good at cooking and the other one is crap at um, cleaning the house, then say to you know, that's the negotiation to say, look, I'm happy to do the cleaning of this if you do the cooking. Yep. So instead of trying to do it all, it's because what needs to happen is you do need to find a negotiation. You need to be able to sit down and go, what is realistic with the hours that we have? Are we both working? Is one at home? and one at work because even if one is at home, as you've stated, there's not a lot of time anyway for cleaning. So and it is a it is, I feel, needs to be a joint exercise that's respected joint jointly. And so it doesn't fall. On one person, and the expectation is it doesn't fall on one person because that's where it's it's not been negotiated that way. If you negotiate it that way, that's different, yes. and that person agrees to it, then the conversation's been had. But when it just happens that way, and he just walks out and leaves everything, or she goes off and leaves everything, and he's left to pick it up, you'll see resentment very quickly.
0: Yes, very quickly. Yeah. So communication negotiation. In that, have you ever seen... Compromise. Compromise, yes. Um, Have you ever seen like a whiteboard marker style thing, a whiteboard work? Because someone, I've seen a few places, people say listing what needs to be done and then, you know, initialing it when Mm. you do it makes it quite visible. Because I think one of the things about housework is if you are the one doing it all the time, it's a bit like when you're growing up. My parents kept our house spotless and Maybe this has come up. I was hopeless. Like I might have cleaned the bathroom for pocket money, mm. but, you know, mum did the clothes every day. She ironed. She put yeah. them away. Three kids. She worked full time. But we just didn't appreciate it because we didn't see it. It was like yeah. magic elves put the clothes <laughs> in our drawers. And yeah. I think out of sight can be out of mind sometimes. Yes. Do you think actually making it visible on a board might work? Yeah. I think um, it's, it's certainly, I mean, we've got it on our
1: fridge. So to answer your question. (laughs) Brilliant. um, Because I think it then, it's a conversation that's been had. It's a conversation that's been compromised and understood. And then the roles are negotiated and that's clear. So in our house, my partner does the laundry. um, And he, he said, well, I'd rather do that than the cooking. So he comes home from work, and he will just get in there and start doing it, where then there's the finances that need to be done. And, and so you work it out, and as you say, if you put it on a visible place, then you both know that that's the, it's, it's like a contract.
0: Yes. And you don't feel like you're being hard done by. No, because you you've say, agreed on it. Mm, that's right.
1: And it doesn't have to be a written sign, because a contract always goes, oh, that's very formal. But it is, it's an agreement. And if you break the agreement, then you've broken the agreement. So there's, and then you've got to be able to hold yourself accountable for that. And go to the naughty corner. And go to the naughty corner. (laughs) Yeah. And take responsibility and say, look, I I, I stuffed up this time. Or listen, just letting you know that I'm not going to be able to do it tomorrow, but I've worked out so you know it's going to be happening, blah, blah. So it's it's sort of all, this is the communication then that happens because you've handed it over and if the person doesn't do it, well, then there's an accountability for that. So then well, what's that about? You're letting down your end of the bargain and really um it needs to be shared. Mm. It's a shared load. I suppose it's um picking your battles as well. So... I think it's getting it cleaner if you can afford it personally. (laughs) Yeah, and listen, to be honest, some people don't have the time. So negotiate. Instead of trying to put that pressure on each of you to have to do it, get a cleaner in. Or, as I say, pull in some help of a teenager a couple of hours a couple of times a week or whatever. But I think the underlying thing for a lot of people is it goes back to again Family of origin, and how, what did my mother do, and there, and what did my father do, and therefore that was the modeling, and that is the expectation and beliefs that I hold. So, when our partner or ourselves push for that, and our partner has had a different upbringing, that's where you've got to be able to go, we need to explore this together. No one's right or wrong, we just have different ways of viewing this. And therefore, how do we understand each other's worlds and find that compromise rather than being black and white about this is how it is. That will never get you anywhere.
0: Yeah, and it's also you're making your own family. Yeah, your now. own family unit now. Yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> well, Ginny, thank oh. you so much for coming in and chatting with us.
1: Oh, I love it. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> That was psychotherapist Ginny Lindsay from the counselling service from 2 to 3. And for more info on Ginny and the work she does, check in the description of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.